Hello, dear podcast friends. This is Kathy with God in the Grief, episode number 18, titled Be the Saint the Devil Fears. And I hope that you're finding strength in your grief journey and that you are finding encouragement and that you're learning some good things along the way because no one should have to go through something very difficult and traumatic as grief and not take something away with them. That is good. And you can definitely do that. Okay, so our title, Be the Saint the Devil Fears, actually came from a message that I heard a minister preach to us one time, and it just never left my head. I just thought, wow, that's a powerful statement that we can actually have the tools to use to fight those things that would discourage us, bring us fear, want to depress us or put us down. We have tools available that we can fight against those things. And I realized that when a person is in deep grief, when a person feels broken by life, that that's the time that discouragement can happen. Those are the times that fear can set in, fear for the unknown, what's going to happen next. And we don't want to live in fear. That is not from God. And we don't want to allow the devil to take advantage of our weakness at this point and give us discouragement that would lead to depression and other unwanted things. So we're going to figure out what can we do to fight against these things. And so I've discovered that there are four main things that the devil will not stick around for, or he will not even try to, you know, work his little tactics of doubts and discouragements on you. And these four things are one, the name of Jesus, two, singing and praise, three, the light, especially of God's word. He hates God's word. And four, peace that comes from trusting in God. So there's a scripture in Isaiah 26, verse three, that says, thou wilt keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on thee because he trusted in thee. I love this verse because we can have our mind be at peace through any difficulties in life. And we just have to keep our mind on God. We have to keep our trust in him. And if we do that, then the devil can't bring those discouragements and those doubts that would come in our, that time when we feel more vulnerable, that time when we feel down. If we keep our mind on God, then this can't happen. We have this safety shield that uh, we can use instead. And there's a well-known verse in Isaiah 41 and 10. Fear thou not, for I am with thee. Be not dismayed, for I am thy God. I will strengthen thee. Yea, I will help thee. Yea, I will uphold thee with the right hand of my righteousness. We don't have to be fearful. And that's exactly a tool that the devil would try to use on us is fear. But we want to turn that around and make him fearful of us. Him fearful of us because we have a power greater him feel fearful of us because we have the light of God's word and his promises. Him feel fearful of us because we use the name of Jesus in our prayer. And so we can make the devil fearful of us, make him leave, and we can have that praise and that song and that peace in our heart that we need even in the midst of our difficulties. There is a short little verse in Ephesians 4, 27, that just one little sentence, and it says, neither give place to the devil. And Short little verse, but very powerful. Um, we don't want to give the devil any opportunity to work in our lives. And just because we are going through something traumatic or difficult, we don't want to give him any room to work 
discouragement, to work depression, to work anything in our, our lives, unrest of any sort, anything that would take our peace away. We don't want to give any room for him to do that. Second Timothy 1 7 says, For God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. So these are the tools that we can we can have available to us to be able to make it through these hard times, to be able to have that peace in our mind no matter what comes our way. God gives us these good tools to use. We need to take advantage of that and use these tools. You know, if you give the devil an inch in your mind, he's going to take a whole lot more than that. And fear is one of those tactics that he uses. Just maybe if I can give him just a little bit of room, um, and then he just comes in to start taking a whole lot more because fear um, will start taking your faith and your trust and your peace. And pretty soon you're just really, really depressed. And so you can't give any room for him. You have to fight that um, with the good things that God has given to us, with his scriptures, with his word, with his name. And, you know, one of the important things to remember is that if we do allow fear to get a hold of our mind, it can actually paralyze you from taking action because that's what fear does. It paralyzes you. And so we don't want to have fear around us. And fear, like I said, it usually generates a whole lot of other things. And before we know it, we're really discouraged. And I love the fact that we are not left here to try to figure it all out on our own. We have this Bible, the roadmap, and we have all these wonderful tools that we can use. And there is a scripture in 1 Corinthians 15, 57, and 58 that says, But thanks be to God, which giveth us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, for as much as you know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. Everything that you go through has a purpose, and we have to remember that and be encouraged by that. So we're going to look at these four tools that we have available to us that I mentioned um, these are our weapons. They are free to all of God's children. They're very easy to use. You don't need to, you know, go to school, learn how to use them. They don't require any money. They just require us picking them up and using them. And we need to practice with them daily to get good at using them so that when we're discouraged, we remember that we have this tool of praise or that we remember that we could go to prayer or that we remember that we have these tools available to us so that we can be that person that the devil fears instead of us being fearful of our life's circumstances. So the number one tool was Jesus's name. Philippians 2 and 10 tells us, that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow of things in heaven and things in earth and things under the earth. The power of Jesus's name reaches from heaven to earth and beyond. It is very powerful. So we need to remember to use it. Colossians 3.17 says, And whatsoever ye do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God and the Father by him. So use God's name and be thankful um, because that mix, using God's name and thankfulness, is something that the devil will not stay around for. He doesn't like seeing that in a person. And so you can fight discouragement with those two things alone. The next thing that we found is very, very powerful is praise. So God expects us to give him the praise for what he's about to do, the praise for what he is doing, and the praise that what he is going to do. And if we do this... Um, we leave no room for the devil to work, which is a wonderful thing. And 
um, we don't we have to remember that we don't have to be over our trial to give God praise, that we can praise him in the midst of our trial, and we're going to praise him for what we know he is going to do for us. Uh, Deuteronomy 10 and 21 says, He is thy praise, he is thy God, he hath done for thee these great and terrible things which thine eyes have seen. So we know of all the good things that God has done for us, and we can rely on him that he's going to be the same and do it again for us. So he is definitely worthy to be praised of for what he has already done. And then if we look at Psalms 46 and 1, God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in time of need. Or sorry, a very present help in time of trouble. So we know that God is with us right now and that he's going to be helping us through whatever difficulty that we're going through. And then he is there for us for what is going to be happening in our future. Philippians 1 and 6 says, Being confident of this very thing, that he which hath begun a good work in you will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. So what he has done, we can think of for. What he is doing for us right now, we can think of for. And what he has promised to do for us in the future, we can think of for that. And that in, uh, in and of itself is a very, very powerful tool. So praise can be in the form of song. It can just be... Um, our lips giving him thanks um, in whatever whatever form that you can give it. Um, it just lifts the heart. It just encourages us. And we talked in episode number 17 about the power of the old hymns to just really encourage and help you in your time of grief. And this is so true. Praise is such a great tool to use. I wanted to read to you a poem that I found called Keep Up the Song of Faith. And I just thought it was so fitting, so I had to read it here. Keep up the song of faith, however dark the night. And as you praise, the Lord will work to change your faith to sight. Keep up the song of faith and let your heart be strong, for God delights when faith can praise, though dark the night and long. Keep up the song of faith, the foe will hear and flee. Oh, let not Satan hush your song, for praise is victory. Keep up the song of faith, and dawn will break ere long, and we shall go to meet the Lord and join that endless song. thought that was just so fitting for this thought. That was by M.E. Barber. Okay, so the third tool we have is light. We have the light of God's word. You know, from the very beginning of time when God created the world, there was a distinction set between light and dark. It was divided, and it never mixes. You can find that in Genesis 1 and 4. And you know, sometimes we just need to ask God for more light or we can ask him um, to know how to use the light that we have available to us. Psalms 18 and 28 says, For thou wilt light my candle, the Lord my God will enlighten my darkness. You know, sometimes in life, just what circumstances of life, it feels like it brings this cloud over us that we're, you know, things just aren't as light as they were before. Um, but we can ask for light. We can, um, David did, and you'll find that he has in the Psalms, he asked for light. And, you know, light is very powerful. Think about the light that Moses was able to be in and around when he went up on that mountain and it said he came down in his face to shone with this light. It was so powerful. And um, this light was all around this mountain and no one could touch it. God's light is so bright 
that nothing unholy can go near it. And so we don't want to um, be confused with false darkness, false light, and the light of God's word because his His light that is in his word is so pure and is so clean and it is going to be what's going to help us out. Um, So we want to use God's word and we don't want it to shy away from it because it's showing us some cobwebs that need to be uh, swept out of our life or it's showing us something that we need to work on a little bit. Um, I think a lot of people shy away from the light of God's word because they really don't want to know exactly what is in there in case they have to change because some people just aren't willing to change. Um, But we want to use God's light to empower us and to encourage us and know that God has something very good for us. In Psalms 27 and 1, it says, The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? So it's a very powerful tool to have the light of God. Um, It'll make us fearless and it'll make us be able to stand and have something to hold on to in those times when it feels a little bit like the sun just went away. Um, We can still have a hold of the light of God's word. Okay, our fourth powerful tool that we have to use is peace that comes through trusting in God. You know, peace only does come from trusting in God. We can't really get peace any other way. It comes from just simply trusting in him. And if we read in Psalms 4 and number verse 8, it says, I will both lay me down in peace and sleep for thou, Lord, only makest me to dwell in safety. And we have to realize that's where our peace comes from. And so if we're trying to find peace of, of mind, peace of heart in other ways, other directions, it's going to be maybe there for a little bit, but lasting peace will come when you fully trust in God. And then Psalms 55 and 18 says, He hath delivered my soul in peace from the battle that was against me, for there were many with me. So he wants to give us peace for whatever battle we happen to be facing, whatever difficult circumstances that you find yourself in. God wants to give you peace for that battle. And he didn't promise to take the battle away. He didn't promise to, you know, change life circumstances. He just promised to bring us peace about it. And peace, I think, out of those four tools is probably one of the hardest ones to use. Um, It's so abstract and it requires us doing something, uh, trusting in something we can't see, right? (laughs) And so that is why it makes maybe why it's one of those more difficult tools to use, but trusting in God that you cannot see and just believing that what he said is true and that he's going to be faithful to your life will help you so much have that tool available to use when you're trying to fight discouragement or fear or depression or any of those things that happen to come along when you're down, when you've had some, you know, difficult thing come in life. It just seems like we feel broken. And so into those broken cracks, try to creep in these things. But we have these tools that we can use to fight that off. And so we can be that person, even in the midst of our grief, we can be that person that the devil doesn't even want to come around because she uses these tools. She uses his Jesus name. She is praise, light from the word of God, and she trusts God. So what can I do, right? What could he do? He can't bring those fears and discouragements 
into our lives. And so these are very powerful tools to use. Um, use them often and use them daily and get used to using them. Have them be your defaults that you just turn around and pick up when you feel that discouragement coming, when you feel the doubts coming or whatever might be trying to come your way, pick up those tools, use them. They're very powerful and they will help you and they will definitely help you in your journey of grief because the grief is just, like I said, it's one of those lonely, difficult things to go through and, but you have these tools available and God wants us to use them. He's, he's going to fight our battles for us. He's going to be right there with us. And so pick up your tools today and be that person that the devil says, well, I don't think I can discourage her today. Be that person. Be that person the devil fears. So I'm going to end today's session with another poem because I just, I'm kind of a poem geek. I love poems and I just love the, the music that, that poems provide in their choice of words, I guess. Anyways, this one is called Against a Thorn. Once I heard a song of sweetness as it left the morning air sounding in its blessed completeness like a tender pleading prayer and i sought to find the singer whence the wondrous song was born and i found a bird sore wounded pinioned by a cruel thorn i have seen a soul in sadness while its wings with pain were furled giving hope and cheering gladness that should bless a weeping world and i know that life of sweetness was of pain and sorrow born and a stricken soul was singing with its heart against a thorn. Ye are told of one who loved you, of a Savior crucified. Ye are told of nails that pinioned and a spear that pierced aside. Ye are told of cruel scourgings of a Savior bearing scorn, and he did for your salvation with his brow against a thorn. Ye are not above the Master. Will ye be the, the sweet refrain? And his grace will be sufficient when your heart is pierced with pain. Will you live to bless his loved ones, though your life be bruised and torn, like that bird that sings so sweetly with its heart against a thorn? So we can do this, and you can use those tools, and you can be encouraged, and you can get through this grief, and get through whatever life is going to throw you, and you can still sing a sweet, sweet song. <laughs>